Hi guys, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We've decided for today that we're going to postpone this week's episode, which will come out in a week or so, and we're going to have a little talk with our team. We are four black women, and this week and the Black Lives Matter movement has really affected us, and we thought we owed it to you and owed it to ourselves to have a conversation about how we feel about what's going on in the current climate, both here in the UK and in the US. So what's really nice about this is we have myself, we have Ao and we have Chinazo and we have Kadeen and together we just want to talk a little bit about how we feel. So girls, how do you feel? I think I just wanted to say it's been a fucking hard few days. Yeah man. Um, it's been confusing. I think for me there was this heavy feeling but even the week before last week. And then I think from Friday was when it turned to sadness and real. I think Saturday was the first time I cried and then I haven't stopped crying since. Yeah. But I was confused why I was crying over the weekend and it wasn't until Monday that I realised why. Um, It's been, I don't know, a difficult time. I didn't think that I would personally feel this way I think I thought I was immune and desensitized to all of these killings that are happening to us as black people but clearly not um I think it's also been heightened by the fact that obviously we're also going through a global pandemic at the moment and black people are dying from coronavirus at a proportionately higher rate than any other race so for me, especially over the weekend, I had a very heavy heart and very heavy head. And I'm, I'm exhausted, to be fair. I don't think I've felt this emotionally tired so in tired. a long time. You know, when you break up with your boyfriend, you feel that pain. I mean, it's not the same pain, but I haven't <laughs> felt that emotional exhaustion in such a long time. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. I feel like mine started like two weeks ago. With a more, two with weeks a more, ago? Yeah, like wow. when that video came out, and ever since yeah. then, I feel like it's been a roller coaster. Why do you think yeah. we're all so upset? This isn't new information to us, guys. Why? Why is this? Why is this so much heavier than before? I mean, I can talk to you about what my process has been over the last few days and what I've been doing. And actually, on reflection today, thinking about it, it. <laughs> Essentially, I've just been self-harming for the last four days, but not physical self-harm, but emotional self-harm. Yeah. So I started on Friday and Saturday thinking about all of the different experiences of racism that I've ever felt in my life. Mm -hmm. That was, I'd say that was Thursday and Friday, sorry. Come Saturday, more people were posting about it on Instagram. And I think Instagram has been a huge catalyst to my feelings because what I was then doing was every time someone posted on Instagram, any non-Black person posted on Instagram, I would then, my mind would go to a scenario with them where either they have said something done something or haven't said and haven't done something that has impacted me in some way 
And then, and then we had the sea of black yesterday, which fuck me, like it was just too much. On top of that, having barely any friends reaching out and checking in. Yeah, we spoke earlier about how weird it is that I was gutted. I wanted my white friends to recognize that this that I'm part of this and they almost the overarching thought with the friends that I called out was I just see you I don't see color and for me that's just if you don't see color then you don't know what I've had to go through as a person of color right and if you can't see my fight then I don't think you understand me or have ever understood me. Maybe you've never really known me as a person or maybe I've never been honest about how I feel. I wondered, like, Aeon, with your guys and and your friends. I don't think you need to be openly honest about how you feel for someone that is close to you to reach out to you in this time. I don't think you need to vocalise. Guys, remember I'm black? (laughs) Yeah. Right. For them to not have some ounce of empathy for what mm-hmm. you must be going through or like sympathise for what you must be going through right now. And what, mm-hmm. as I spoke earlier, what triggered me yesterday was so many people that I don't speak to on a regular basis or I haven't spoken to in two, three years, maybe longer replying to a post being like I'm sending you all the love I'm thinking about you or are you okay is there anything I can do to make myself better compared to some of my closest friends not saying anything at all and there were loads of posts going around saying silence is deafening and it was bloody deafening yesterday because it was Tuesday yesterday and this has been going on for at least five days yeah yeah I feel like in a really weird way, it's really made me, I don't know, question a lot of the friendships I have and question what I, maybe what my purpose in these friendships are and how much I go to people and I make excuses for them and I almost feel sorry for them that, you know, that I have made them feel bad or feel guilty and then I kind of feel like, that. well, that isn't friendship. It isn't friendship if I have to feel guilty about feeling guilty. (laughs) And now I'm at a crossroads. I think that um, Reggie Yates and your post as well, I have to highlight your post too, um, really put into words what so many people I know are feeling. And... I think I just find it so like I'm so understanding I feel like I'm super super understanding I defend people I I think about what they must be going through and I've been really quite sensitive towards my non-black friends throughout this time because part of me I kind of get why they don't understand because up until Monday I didn't understand why I felt this way either Mm -hmm. but I found things that aligned with how I felt, i.e. your posts, i.e. Reggie's posts, shared those videos from Danielle Prescott. Like, I don't understand how, as my friend, 
reading those posts and watching those videos and yes they're not my words but why you can't see me in that and that's that hurts yeah that's I don't I don't understand that because surely everyone's saying that they're on this journey and they're learning and listening but hey I'm I'm right here how how can't you see that there's any personal relevance to what I'm posting, especially as a person like I don't post, I'm not active on social media. So here I am posting like, what, six things a day. And there are so few people who felt compelled to even ask me about it in any way. Or just send just send love. I don't know. Yeah, mine, mine wasn't even just uh, I don't want to talk. I don't necessarily want to talk about it. I think up until right now, is the time where I've talked about it and haven't cried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was just a simple, I hope you're okay. How are you? Yeah. Not even like, I can't, I don't need anything elaborate. People know me. I, I'm not about big words or like big speeches or anything like that. It's just like checking in, thinking yeah. about you. That's all I wanted. Kadeem, what about you? I don't have many Caucasian friends, so I wasn't expecting a lot of um, messages to come through um, a few of my colleagues I work in a predominantly white office a few of my colleagues have messaged me just to check in to see if I'm okay but I was probably expecting a bit more to be fair I'm not sure why I was yeah. expecting more um, but I was expecting more um, the white friends that I do have not many of them have mentioned anything or reached out just to see if I'm okay I know that's due to them not knowing what to say but as you said Ayo it's as simple as are you okay like we can both read between the lines I know why you're asking me if I'm okay or not we don't have to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it as Ayo said just a simple are you okay or thinking of you it's the same thing that you would do if somebody in my family died somebody technically in our community has has somebody in our family has died they're not our blood family but they're within the black community so for me it should kind of be treated the same it's not the first time that a black person has been killed due to police brutality this happens probably every single day around the world but obviously it's just been heightened now because we're all at home and we've got a lot more time to pay attention to actually what's happening in the world right I've got a question to everyone, actually. Yeah. Do you think that, as we've said, this isn't the first time this has happened? It's not the first time in 2020 this has happened. Do you think that, on reflection, we should have had that outreach and support back then? I do. I personally do feel like that. Because I said, it's something that happens consistently. We... Mm. We all watch the news. In our industries, we all watch the news. We are are part of the news machine that goes around in the world. So we are very aware of what happens. As I said, normally we just carry on with our day-to-day lives and don't really care what's happening because it's just normal. And it's the same with stabbings and, and, and shootings that happen in London. 
we we're, we're kind of so yeah. desensitized to it because we're used to it happening. I'm so used to it happening. This has been going on with me in my community for since I was probably about 11 years old. The shootings and killings of and stabbings of of young black men. So I've kind of become desensitized to it at the same time, even though it does happen in my community. But I just think, yeah, because we are all at home, working from home, we're more glued to the TV screen in terms of the news because we're kind of waiting for an update on what's happening worldwide with this global pandemic. And I think it's only because of that that people are actually paying attention. If we wasn't in a global pandemic, I don't think this would be such a big issue for everybody else that isn't black. Hmm. I wonder if it would be such a big issue. I mean, obviously these things happen and it touches us as black people. And, you know, I, I'm someone who doesn't post these things on Instagram. And actually, that's why I'm even more frustrated about the lack of response, because I find this stuff so triggering. And I grew up in a majority white environment, I'm very used to not really talking about race. I'm so used to it and it wasn't even until I'd say two three years ago that I got to a place where I was more open and vocal about it but I still every time something would happen I would I would not post I I think it's triggering I think that it's so I understand the power of social media, but I think it's so hard to see these images and videos continually shared on this platform, continually. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I sort of switched off social media for a bit and just took a breather. I put my post up and ironically the best, um, the best, the most likes I've ever had on a post ever in my whole Instagram life and the most shares and it really says something to being honest like she said to me yesterday she was like it's because you've you've talked about you and how you feel and that's why it's made you feel made people feel a certain way but I took myself off socials and was like I can't consume any more of this it's just starting to really hurt and this morning I decided to jump on Twitter because I don't really go on Twitter, but I was like, I'll scroll through and see, just just kind of see what the morning news is in a sense. And I, within 10 minutes, was bawling my eyes out. I was just like in bed, crying, watching people in the States, it's not even here, it's just young people in the States screaming at the policemen and sort of just saying, you know, like, look after us, care about us, like, protect us, that's what you're meant to do. And... I don't even, if we bring this back around to my friends, my white friends, like, I don't know how to explain to them how much it hurts seeing that and how much that kills us and how much that that strain and that weight of knowing that is us, that is our brothers, that is our sisters, our aunts and uncles, our cousins, but I can't explain it any other way except for the graphic footage and even so my big thing about the whole black tiles of yesterday was that okay cool what's tomorrow what's today what's tomorrow what's next week I'm I thought about this today and I was like actually do you know what I bet by Monday it's back to normal service that's the well that's the thing yeah that's the thing so PlayStation 
cancelled their event tomorrow. And I, I was actually speaking to my brothers about this because I don't fuck with PlayStation anyway, so I don't actually care. <laughs> but <laughs> they postponed an event that was meant to be happening tomorrow, like the launch of um, the PS5 or something. Who actually cares? <laughs> um, but I was like to them, guy. Like obviously, my brothers are very into their gaming. I was like, guys, how do you feel about this? Like, what does it? What does postponed mean? Like, when do you postpone it until? Do you postpone it when racism is over? Do you postpone it right, when right? Black Lives Matter stops trending because I think it's the latter, and that's disgusting. Yeah. So just go ahead with your event. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. for me as well, what um, was quite significant, and I think what I posted mine on is, I guess when we see our people getting killed by police, the majority is in America, and yeah. you become desensitised because even though you know it happens here, it's not as apparent when here it's covert which is in my opinion worse and I think that the fact that now everyone is realizing that the UK is as bad as the US has triggered a lot of my suppressed feelings past feelings about experiences that I've had here because you, yeah. you subconsciously think that you hurt so bad when you see someone being killed because of the colour of their skin in America, even though you're not there, you feel it. But because you're here, it I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not as... Yeah, you don't think it, it, you, it feels you, far away. Yeah, you, you keep those feelings suppressed. Yeah. And I and think, I think that's what we've all done. opens the lid of everything that you never talk about. I think that's so See, that's true. what I mean by this self-harm thing, yeah. because it's like going back and opening up these wounds that actually had never healed, because most of these things, like, I've actually never talked about, because it was it's just life trauma i don't know it's trauma yeah it's trauma and our only way to survive especially in the workplace you know we've all been working for at least 10 years in the workplace when these things happen the only way to survive it is to ignore it yeah mm. or that's how i felt and now i feel guilty for the fact that i felt it yeah and I didn't do anything about yeah. it at the time. Mm. And not just about me, but I didn't do anything about it for other people around me who were younger, more impressionable, less experienced. You know, it's those recruitment conversations where someone says, can you imagine this person in this scenario? And I never said, but what do you mean by that? But I knew what they meant by that. I know, but she, like, I don't ever, you never... And should never take responsibility for that. We all did it. We all pandered to the oppressors. We all did what we needed to do to toe the line. We all had rent to pay. We all had jobs to get somewhere to succeed in life. And we were all were just trying, just trying to survive. And yeah, I understand that means that at times we should have been pulling each other up and looking after each other. But we 
us four have all looked at each other at different days in our careers and seen each other at events and all felt a certain way and it's just that thing that's just sitting in the room where we all know it we all think it no one says it and that's not your fault that's just survival and that's the thing about us as black people we have just been surviving and that's not our fault that we had to do that I just can't I can't help but feel bad and especially I think what I'm so proud of right now is that we had already built this platform and the craziest thing is that our objective with starting Unpretty was not only to platform these untold stories of people of colour which includes black people and we're talking about black people right now because this is about black people but we identify and notice that there are so many stories of people from different races that don't get told and we want to tell those stories but at the same time the purpose of this is at least for me it's for my white friends too it's for my white colleagues to listen and understand and I don't know I I just I'm angry at the same time because I'm like why (laughs) we created this for you guys but like you're not getting it I know we're early it's early stages but I'm just I'm I'm frustrated and like angry and I feel like you know there's so many of those memes can we I don't know if we could even call them memes posts whatever that are being shared that are saying that we that people should not expect black people to explain to them what is going on or to share resources to help them understand that isn't on the that isn't the responsibility of black people and I 100% agree with that but yet here we are with this (laughs) which is that yeah 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 I hear you I mean what can we say we're here but but I'm really proud of us as four women that we can sit on this call and say you know what guys let's let's talk about it let's say how we all feel especially Ao, who was nervous about being on this call was nervous about using her voice because it's not something you naturally do and you know for Chi who's all of us but she had a very emotional chat with us earlier and we've all cried today and we've all got sad today but to be able to pick up and sit on a call and say hey we owe this to ourselves we owe this to our community to our black men and women and our people of color black men and women and we want to do this and we want to move forward and we want more and we want better for ourselves and our community and I think that's what we're trying to do I really pray that all of this pain that everyone is feeling is just not in vain like yeah I just can't I don't think I'd be able to take it not having an effect yeah 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 that would break me I think it's breaking us now unfortunately um it hurts the thing is I think so many of us have had these conversations before like you know over the last few days I've had people contacting me and asking to speak to me for me to help them understand the pain of the black community and the frustrating thing 
or the thing that pisses me off even more is that a lot of those people I've already had these conversations with and they didn't mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. and now they're coming and asking mm-hmm. so I am quite skeptical about everything that's going on right now I am feeling really skeptical there are a few people who I'm like I believe you because I know that you've been there all this time and we've spoken about this but there are so many people that actually like we remember everything that's the thing about what's happened over the last few days yeah every single scenario you might have forgotten that thing but I remember that day where you said this or you didn't say this. Mm -hmm. I remember that day where you thought that you were being an ally, but actually you brought me in to explain why something was racist when you could have explained for yourself. Like we remember it all and it's going to be hard to forget that until we see different from other people. Because I feel like people aren't being genuine right now. That's the frustrating, that's what, yeah, that's where my anger comes from before my sadness overrides that it's the anger that I don't believe people now yeah. and that to me is just I just don't think like what's the point what is the point I'm just so glad that I don't work for a company um <laughs> obviously as a PR um as a communications specialist I literally I woke up on Monday morning and I was like thank fuck I do not work for a company and I am not going to be asked about messaging today. Yeah. And yeah, you can be, actually... You can be freelance and still get asked. I had that. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been. I've been, you've been, we've yeah. all been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got one client and she's lovely. So I'm very blessed. But I know that that can happen in freelance too. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. I think that we move forward as we always do we're strong as we always have been and though this has beaten us down a little bit and though the tears have been shed and they will continue I'm sure and the sleepless nights might continue as Ao said very clearly I hope this isn't in vain and I hope that this does bring change and if anything for me personally and with you guys and with our greater friends is that at least this is opening a channel for us to share with each other more. And we've shared stories that we haven't had. We haven't been able to share these stories with each other. And we haven't been able to, not, not haven't been able to, but we just haven't done it. We've all known these things are happening to us. We just haven't shared them. So maybe this opens a greater channel to communication, not just from white to black or whatever that may be, but also between black to black it's true I I'm 100% behind that I think my fear is that that we're being coerced to believe that we're entering into this world that is safe to talk about these things and to call these things out and that you know businesses are saying that they are changing and they are here for their teams etc etc but I don't believe it I just I I wouldn't yeah I don't believe it I would never recommend to any of my peers or juniors to ever ever open up I wouldn't ever 
Because the thing is, I tried and it didn't get anywhere. And I don't believe any of the shit that I'm seeing on my social media feed right now, unfortunately. I wish I did, but this is just how I feel. I think that I would have rather seen people not post. I get that they're trying to do it out of solidarity, but I don't care. Like, you don't need to show me that... You don't need to post a black square to tell me that you are anti-racist. What I need to see is I need to see those moments where you stand up for me, where you listen for, listen to me. Like, I don't, I'm also against all of these people that are calling out brands for the sake of like calling out brands for not showing that they're anti-racist. I think that that in itself is just breeding more in authenticity, like whatever. If a brand doesn't want to post, they don't want to post they have to deal with their inner demons as to why they don't want to post. I'm happy to have a conversation with that brand and understand where they stand with me and where they stand with the community and I'll see what they're doing for the community, but I don't need a black square. That's my that's my word, at least. I would just say, with all of kind of brands posting on social media, etc., I just feel that we, as black people, we really need to hold these people accountable. We cannot yeah. forget about yesterday and everyone doing blackout. We cannot forget all of these messages of solidarity and anti-racism, et cetera, et cetera. So once we come out of this global pandemic, whenever that may be, when everything slowly but surely starts going back to normal and we're back working in our offices, et cetera, et cetera, and we're kind of living our lives again, we need to remember some months later on down the line oh remember they said they were going to do this remember they said they was going to do that where's the evidence mm. of you doing such things I want to see it yeah the receipts are going to have to come out I'm personally coming time, yeah I'm personally coming for people yeah I do personally. think in a realistic world it will need to take time because I think the problem even stems from before from the root so yeah even me starting in fashion PR I was always the only black girl in that company oh same there's not many of us same. So for them to even get in high positions is not it's going to take time because there's not that even many to begin with because the door is closed for them from the get-go yeah so it's going to take time for us to see that visibly so as long as we can see that there has been some progress. Mm. It doesn't have yeah. to be visible. For like they've read their books. Else. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be visible for everybody to see. But as long as you can, especially if you if you work in an organisation, as long as you can see that there are steps being taken to support their standpoint now, I think that's where it starts from. For example, mm -hmm. in the communications industry, it's not representative enough. Press trips invites to events influences you work with people that you use to create yeah. content it's mm. not diverse it's not representative it's not inclusive yeah. so i feel like anyone, every industry not just black people no anyone that's what i'm saying anybody like where's all the pride um coverage that's what i'm looking for because this is going on but it's pride month does anyone remember that it'll yeah come, it'll come when it's only last year that brands are jumping on that yeah all their windows rainbow. That's the thing. And now everyone is, is distracted. Yeah, everyone's distracted. Yeah, that's what 
sickens me the most is that this is like the next it just feels like a trend and a massive distraction and a thing a talking point and the fact that things can continue as usual in some sense because everyone is focused on this thing that I understand why but at the same time it is a bit troubling it's really troubling is because for me that's even more dangerous from my point of view yeah because these issues are not either or it's all together Mm. it's women's rights it's all minorities it's everyone it's not just black people yeah you can't focus on one and forget the other and that's even that's what makes me not believe all these black squares even more it's very tokenistic very yeah you can't a a publication can't email you basma and say can you write on this for us just because everyone's put a bloody black square up now like it's not on no one someone shouldn't get in contact with you to be like can you help us advise on how we can approach this it should have been done before let's kind of disregard that but like it shouldn't just be now just because it's the big topic of conversation this lockdown and pandemic has given us all I mean I don't know about you guys but I've spent this time doing a lot of self-reflection I mean I've had the time I've had more time than you guys but why hasn't this I don't, I don't know like we've all the reason why this is heightened so much is because everyone's had time but we've had time we've had time for two months where things slowed down we're not out as much and I get it like I mean I get it but I don't get it it's not a focal point but I just I just hate the idea of black lives trending and then also everyone just forgetting about everything else and I think that is the most important piece of messaging for anyone to take away from this yeah it's lovely that you're reading all of these books about black people right now but I mean even we were talking about things that we don't know Mm -hmm. when we were talking about pride earlier Mm -hmm. and that we just discovered but we all need to spend some time and really think about what we're doing and how that impacts other people and particularly minorities. I agree. To get to a point where we're not considered minorities, that would be a really good time to get to. Economic wealth. Economic wealth. (laughs) (laughs) True. To get to to economic wealth, we've had to take the shit. Exactly. We will. We'll get there. Guys, I think we will get there. I think that I'm hopeful for the future and I think for all of us to survive and all of us to get to tomorrow, we've got to have hope and we've got to have faith. So Mm -hmm. I think definitely this is an important conversation and I'm really proud of all of us for candidly having it, especially Eowyn and Katie who are being very candid as well and we really appreciate it. And let's move forward and hope that this isn't just a trend, that this opens people's eyes, that our friends and others do reach out eventually whenever they feel comfortable and for people to know that silence is deafening I'd rather we would rather that you say something than say nothing at all and stand by us in the way that we stand by you but the thing is that everyone is saying is that they feel like 
they don't know what to say. And I think everyone is scared of having these uncomfortable situations. And this has been an ongoing thing. Like the amount of conversations that I've witnessed in hushed tones while I'm next to them because they don't want me to call them out for being racist. Like everyone is worried about saying the wrong thing. But the thing is that you have to remember or they have to remember is that every day when we walk into a room, when I just went to the supermarket, I feel fucking uncomfortable every day. It might just be a glance. It might be something that someone said, but the discomfort is daily. Like just call your friends. Call your friend. Yeah. Just message call your, your friend. friends, guys. Call Everyone to action. Call your friends. Pull up. Call your friends. Even not your friend. Call even everyone. Even a work colleague, an acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's talking about mental health. People don't realise the littlest message can have such a positive... Like yesterday, man, the messages I got from people that I did not expect was the biggest lift to my heart and they would not even yeah. have known that yeah same that's sweet same. yeah call your friends true. guys and also you know. i find sorry to say something else <laughs> this is a long episode we need to wrap message. it up okay. i just feel I know, I know but i just feel like we need to just get everything out there but the best message that i have received in this time is from my white friend who had spent the whole weekend thinking about every single conversation she had had with her non-white friends about race. And she sent me a message and she was like, hey, I hope you're okay. I've been thinking about this conversation that we had. And I just want to let you know that actually I woke up the next morning and I was feeling quite anxious that I'd said something out of line, but I want to talk about it now. And she hadn't said anything out of line, actually. And she was the first of my friends to message me. And actually, she's a fairly new friend. So it was quite, I mean, she knows who she is. She's a fan. She listens to the pod. Hey, um, won't, won't name you here, but love you. Um, but that message set the precedent for every other message that I've received. And still no one's matched it. But like... That's why I want it. That's the ultimate message that I want to hear. I don't know about you guys. I just want to hear anything. Yeah. I would be better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have levels. I just want anything. <laughs> hey, Chi, I think we need to wrap up now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. On that note, guys, thank you for listening to Unpretty Podcast. A bit of an unfiltered episode with the four of us. We will. Fingers crossed, hopefully, and obviously be coming back with more content, talking about people of colour and their life, their beauty rituals and everything in between. I'll speak to you guys soon and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. <sighs> oh, God.